discover the inherent power of God in you. Whether there are challenges or not, we are still the same. We are constant. God is constant. God does not change. And that is the life that we have received. It says Jesus Christ is the same yesterday, today, and forever. That is the same life we have also received. We are also the same yesterday, today, and forever. What kind of life? We, we, we are the same because we have the same life with Christ. So when you think about God, think about you. Because everything He is. That is why He told Abraham, He said, I am your, your exceeding great reward. God gave Himself as a reward to Abraham. And we are the seed of Abraham. Therefore, we have inherited God Himself. Listen to Pastor Oti Boateng as Christ is magnified in you. Of faith. I started sharing with you on our, our, our uh, month of supernatural accomplishments through faith. And I've shared a, lot, a few things already. Last week I mentioned that you have faith, isn't it? Yeah. There are a lot of Christians who don't think they have faith. Now that you're born again, you have faith. See, I, I have faith. Romans chapter 12, verse 3. Romans 12, 3. Did you bring your notebook to church? Do you know where Romans is in your Bible? You see, your pastor should be able to tell you and help you with it. If you don't know how to turn to the pages of the Bible, tell your pastor or your leader. Please, I don't, I don't know where Ezekiel is in the Bible. I don't know where Hosea is in the Bible. I don't know where Obadiah is in the Bible. Can you show me how to turn to the various pages? There's nothing wrong with, with asking. And if you're a pastor, you should, if you're a leader, you should also find out from them. If they don't come, you should ask. Do you know where Philippians is in the Bible? Yeah. Someone said First Thessalonians. It's not First Thessalonians. It's First Thessalonians. Yeah. So you, you have to be helped. What, what do you think about what I'm saying? Yes, you have to be helped. You have to be helped. So, so that you can, you can turn to the pages of the Bible. And one of the things you need, you see, this, this thing that you are doing here, give me your phone. This one, eh, that has, you have Bible, right? You are looking at your Bible. Or you are taking notes. This thing here is a major distraction for your life. This phone. Having your Bible in your phone. You are joking, actually. Having your notebook on your phone, you are actually joking. Hey. Am I preaching to you? I'm preaching to somebody. You see, I have a phone. I have a phone and I have a tablet. My tablet does not have a chip inside. So I'm not expecting any calls, any messages when I'm using my tablet and reading my Bible on my tablet. I can put my phone aside and read my Bible without any distraction. But when you are reading your Bible with your phone, as you are reading, and the Lord said, What did the Lord say? Before you realize, you've heard, me, me, me. WhatsApp has come, or Instagram is calling you, or which one? TikTok. Tom. There's a new one called Tom. Or Tom is calling. <laughs> Tom is calling something. Tom is the beloved. Tom will be calling. Some, somebody will be calling. Something will be happening somewhere. Do you understand what I'm saying? Yeah. So you, this is not, it's not really, it's a, it's a reference. It's, it's a means of carrying your Bible with you everywhere you go and not have a big book with you. But it is not uh, what you study, you do Bible study with. 
you'll be distracted. That is why you can't stay in the word for an hour. One hour in the Bible. Ah, what is that? It's, it's, it's not going to work. Because as you are reading, you will see alerts. Pepe. Pepe. Something. Group chats. It's happening. So many things are happening. And you will never have time for the word of God, which you need for, your, for real change. Listen, real changes do not come through any other means. You can prosper through many things. You don't, you don't need God to prosper. Do you know you don't need God to prosper? How many of you know you don't need God to prosper? There are five top billionaires in this, in this world. Uh, Bill Gates. Jeff Bezos. Elon Musk. Uh, Warren Buffett, right? Who else? Mark Zuckerberg. I've mentioned five now, isn't it? How many of them are Christians? Is Jeff Bezos a Christian? You are not so sure. Me too, I'm not sure. How about Mark Zuckerberg? He's not. How about Bill Gates? Certainly not. He needs to give his life to Christ, I tell you. How about Warren Buffett? You don't know. How about Elon Musk? Is Elon Musk born again? So they've proved that you don't need Jesus Christ to prosper in this world. Oh, yeah. oh it's like you don't argue what I'm saying. Yeah. You don't need Jesus Christ to have billions or millions. You don't. America has proved it. Europe proved it a long time ago. They've kept God that long time. And they are fine. Everything is okay. But the problem is that when you visit a cocoa seller, Okay, and you are going to buy cocoa, and you see a cocoa seller holding this microphone, staring the cocoa with it, staring the cocoa with it. That is hysteria. Hysteria. You know, you you have to stare the cocoa as time goes on. You know that. Have you ever bought cocoa where, as you are there, they pour water into the cocoa and then they stare some more to make it? You've never seen some before. Who has seen some before? Oh. Those of you who have not seen, you don't buy cocoa much. Those of us who buy cocoa a lot. Like, as the cocoa is becoming too thick, it needs to be brought back to its normal state. So they pour water inside and they step. Pa, 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 pa. And then they, they bring it back. They bring, you know, they start fetching it once again. If you go to a cocoa cellar and you see a microphone like this, this woman is using to stare busily. What will you say to her? Something's what? Something's wrong with you. Isn't it? Why? This microphone was not made to stare. Even though it can be used to stare cocoa. That is not its purpose. Uh-huh. That is how you are when you are prospering without Jesus Christ. That you are like a microphone that is being used to stare cocoa. And everybody in heaven is wondering about you. It's only people on earth that will be clapping for you. But everybody in heaven and every, every, everyone, I mean, the one who made you be surprised at you. Do you understand? This thing was made for a purpose. It wasn't made for stirring cocoa. It was made for us to speak inside. Not to stir cocoa. Yeah. So if you are being you like, you are prospering without God, Jesus should go away. He's stupid. He's nonsense. He's foolish. He's murder. Yeah. You are insulting Jesus Christ. God is nothing. Who is God? What does it mean? Who is he? Wicked is a wicked guy who was killing people in the old testament. You see, as you are talking like that, 
You will meet him. For sure. You will meet him. Yeah, so as a pro, you can prosper, but the, the problem is, are you really fulfilling your life's purpose? The reason for your existence is it just to make billions and enjoy it and then, you know, bring philanthropic whatever into this? Is that the reason why you are here on earth? You are, you are here sent from God to fulfill a purpose. What is that purpose? Do you understand what I'm saying? Uh, uh. If you read in Genesis chapter 4. In Genesis chapter 5. In Genesis chapter 4, you see Cain and his seed. They were prosperous. Very prosperous. Check your Bible. You will notice that it's, you don't need God to prosper. Cain's children were prosperous. They were inventors. It was by them that ag- agricultural tools, farm tools came into being. They were the first to bring proper civilization to this world. They were the inventors of music, organ, and all of that, flutes, and all of that. You can check it. You'll be surprised. They were the inventors of every military. I mean, using, changing metals, you know, getting metals and using it for uh, weapons. They are the ones who, who invented it. It's all, Charlie, the way, uh-huh, it's in the back. Genesis chapter 4, verse 20. It says, and Zela, she also bare to Barcain, an instructor of every artificer in brass and iron. We don't understand instructor of every act, whatever. Do you have amplified or message or something simple? Zillah bear bore to Balkane. He was the forger of all cutting instruments of bronze and iron. Have you seen it? Yeah. The sister of Tubalcane was Neymar. Next verse. Lamech said to his wives, Ada and Zillah, hear my voice, you wives. Go to the next verse. Go. If Cain is avenged, next verse. Go up. I want, to, I, want to see the, I want us to see the things we are doing. Okay? You showed us one, but then there's more behind. Aha. Uh-huh. And Adam bore Jabal. He was the father of those who dwell in tents and have cattle and purchase possessions. Have you seen it? Yeah. Hmm. His brother's name was Jubal. His name, he was the father of all those who played the lyre and pipe. He's the father of music. What, what are you talking and they did it outside of God. Did they where? Outside of God. Cain left the presence of God and did all these things. But it was outside the presence of God. When you are outside the presence of God and you are doing things, you will be used as an instrument to bring good things into this world. But you will not, you, you don't deserve a thank you. How many of you say a thank you to your fork when you use it to eat in the morning or in the afternoon or wherever? How about your cup? Do you say thank you to your shower? When you finish the bath, you're like, ah, thank you, Mr. Shower. You are the best. I love you. Do you do that? Why don't you do that? It doesn't deserve a thank you. It has saved you, but it doesn't deserve a thank you. That is how your life is. When you prosper outside of the presence of God. They did beautiful things, but they didn't deserve a thank you. So their ages are not recorded. Before the Lord, they didn't live. They just existed. So... Two things are not recorded about their ages are not recorded and the time of their death was not recorded wasn't but when you go to chapter five you will see seth and his descendants adam's third son seth and his descendants listen they don't even do anything there's no record about what they did on earth they were just giving birth hmm. do you like my message or i don't like my message 
all you see is, and this one lived up to this point, and at this age, he gave birth to. Okay, and when Adam had lived 130 years, he had a son in his own likeness, after his image, Genesis 5, 3, and he named him Seth. So, you see Adam's age, and the time he gave birth to Seth. After he, he, had, he had said, he, Adam lived 800 years, and had other sons and daughters. Next verse. So, altogether, Adam lived 930 years, and he died. Have you seen it? That's a record of the times he gave birth and the time he died and the same thing is for everyone there's no mention of what they did whether they brought they were the inventors of iphone or uh what TikTok or facebook there's no mention of that no mention but they are the ones who lived with respect to god they are the ones who lived before the lord they didn't just exist. They were there for a purpose. Amazingly, their names, when you put their names together, their names together represent the coming of Christ. Next Sunday, I'll come and tell you, put their names together and tell you what all of them mean. I don't want to miss any, so I won't tell you today. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. So, brothers and sisters, you don't need God to prosper. If you look at Jacob and Esau, for instance, have you heard of Jacob and Esau? Who carried the blessings of God? Jacob carried the blessings of God, isn't it? He got the blessings of Abraham and left. Cain did not get, uh, sorry, Esau did not get any blessing. His father said, it is only a curse that is left. And he said, don't worry, you give it to me. So my father pronounced all kinds of things on him. Yet when Jacob met Esau after 24 years, the Bible says that Esau had 12 princes and was richer. Esau was richer. He was. He was richer than Jacob. He had money. But why was Esau not happy with Cain, with, with Jacob? Because Jacob was the one who had the blessing of God and had the purpose of God in the earth. He didn't have it. So it's not about prosperity. It's about purpose, fulfilling the, the purpose of God for your life here on earth. So that when you stand before him, everybody will stand before him. Young, old, semi-young, semi-old. You stand before him one day and give account of your life and what you did according to the purpose that he had for you before you came. And your purpose is found only in Jesus Christ. It's not found outside. If you are living outside of Jesus, your purpose has not started. When you get born again, your purpose, your actual purpose has started. Do you like my message or I should go home? You like what I'm saying? Yeah. So, Christianity is not about prosperity. It's not. We, we pray for people to have cars because we are in Africa. Oh, in Europe, you don't need to pray for... So the gospel in Africa may not work in, in Europe. If, you, if, you, if your gospel is pros, like prosperity, receive a car, receive... Ah, receive a, they don't need to receive any car. All you need is $100. You can find a car. No reason. Or 100 pounds, something. You can get something to drive. And you pay over some time. Yeah. We need to pray for people to have fridges. Receive a fridge. Hey, you don't want to receive. Receive a fridge now. Receive a microwave. You see, it is complete nonsense in the UK. What are we doing with microwave? Receive a laptop now. They don't need to receive a laptop. Yeah. 
If only you can pay. Just go and pick it. Every month they will take something, or every week they will take something from your pay. It will be fine. So if you are living up there, you may not, you may not like to hear about God at all. Because you realize like your basic needs are settled by the government. You don't need God. But it goes beyond your basic needs. It goes, it goes into your purpose. Why are you existing? Why are you here for? What are you here for? What are you here for? What are you here for? To eat, drink, and marry? Continue living? Look after our children for them to grow and then buy everybody a house? Buy everybody a car? And then grow and die? And then we bury you? Is that all it's all about? Is that what it is all about? Is it about living long till you are 90? If, it's, if that is the blessing of God, Jesus should have died at 33. Jesus died 33. I'm older than 33. Jesus died younger than me. But he fulfilled purpose. How about John the Baptist? John the Baptist died at 30. By beheading 30, he was 30 and some few months. Yeah. And he was beheaded. Is that a nice way to die? Is that a prosperous way to die? Is that prosperity? Is that the goodness of God? He was fulfilling purpose. In the books, in the annals of God's books, that is how he was supposed to die. And he came to fulfill his purpose and died. He preached for six months, no miracle, nothing. And then died. Hey! So the way you think success is nowhere, and the way God thinks success is, it's like, uh, how do I say it? What's the biggest parallel you can, you can come up with? It's completely parallel. I mean, it's, it says, what is esteem with man is complete bola before the Lord. Mm-hmm. Hallelujah. So, brothers and sisters, it's not about that, okay? Tony, but it's not about that. It's about fulfilling your purpose. And what God has sent you here for. Ask me, but what has God sent you here for? It's very simple. It's very simple. It's, not, it's very simple. It's not complex at all. First Timothy chapter 2, verse 3 and 4 shows you why we are here. God shows us why we are here. For such praying is good. Let's read King James. For this is good and profitable and acceptable unto God in the sight of God. Then it says, who will have all men? God will have all men, every man. Number one, to be what? To be saved. And number two, come unto the knowledge of the truth. This is the purpose of God. This is the reason why we are always... He wants everybody to be saved. And he wants everybody who is saved to come to the full knowledge of the truth, to get to know him, to get to know his word. Are you in the church? To understand his word. To not be deceived by a prophet who come and stand by you and say, I see the Lord. I see. I see. Give me $5,000 and let me do something for you right now. <laughs> you know that you will not be deceived by a prophet like that. He says that we hence will be no more children. Trust to and flow by every wind of doctrine, by the slate of men. Uh, Hebrew, uh, Ephesians chapter 4, verse 14. Look at Ephesians 4, 14. So God wants everybody to be saved. And you must, you must assist him in making sure everybody is saved. And then assist him in making sure all those who are saved are growing in the Lord. That is why we are existing. It is not for a pastor. There is no pastor's name there. It is for every child of God. And when you find Christ, you find that purpose. 
And when you start engaging yourself, your life starts making meaning. Starts to make meaning. Yeah? When you die, you are going, you will not take a house. You will not take a car. Someone buried his mother in a, in a hammer. After three days, some people went to steal the hammer and left the body somewhere. I mean, if you are not wise to, to bury your mother in a hammer, hammer three. I think it was hammer, hammer two or so. Yeah. What are you talking about? Hmm? He says he wants us to grow so that we hence not be no more children, tossed to and fro, and carried about with every wind of doctrine. Every wind of doctrine, whatever everybody say. Amplify it. Let's read the amplify. So then we may no longer be children, tossed like ships to, to and fro, between chance gusts, gusts of teaching and wavering with every changing wind of doctrine. The prey of the cunning and cleverness of unscrupulous men gamblers engage in every shifting form of trickery trickery in inventing errors to mislead they want to mislead you inventing errors to mislead god's children he says he wants you to grow so that you, you are not misled by just anything do, do you understand what i'm saying yes. yeah so we teach you the things that we teach you to help you grow strong stand strong to be able to handle yourself don't call me at 2 a.m when you can't breathe why are you calling me? What if I am in bed night with my wife and we are enjoying ourselves and you are calling me at 2 a.m.? Should I stop what I'm doing and pick your call? I will not. I will not. Certainly not. Or pastor, you pick. You are a good pastor, you pick. It will be on silence. It will be on silence. Maybe it will even be off. What will you do if your heart is not beating right at 2 a.m.? Can you even call? Will you even have the strength to call? You can't call. But if you have the word of God strong in you, no when your heart starts missing, you'll be like, hey, hey, devil, this is the temple of the Holy Ghost. You cannot destroy this temple. My heart is beating right. In the name of the Lord Jesus, heart beats right now. And you hear it beat again, boom, boom. Everything will be fine. Uh-huh. The devil cannot touch you. But if you don't know the word of God for yourself, Bye bye, see you. Before you realize you are in heaven and the angels are wondering, why are you here? How did you get here? What happened to you? Oh, my heart didn't beat well. Ah, eh, you are supposed to die at 85. You have come at, at 34. The, the angels say, What a shock. The angels say, Evaporated. <laughs> I saw someone's obituary, they are written, Evaporated. So you can't ignore the word of God though. You can't ignore the things we are telling you. Faith is too important. You need your own faith. Last week I showed you that Sarah could have given birth earlier. Earlier. Sarah didn't have to give birth at age 90. She could have given birth earlier. But she never heard God for herself. She never heard the voice of God for herself. Never. It was Abraham who was hearing hearing god and faith comes how by hearing so if you're a child of god and you don't open your ears to the word of god don't come and ask me questions about why you don't have faith you don't have faith because or your faith is not strong because you have not been feeding it you don't feed your faith you need the word of god to feed your faith romans chapter 10 verse 17 now faith cometh by hearing and hearing by the word of god you have faith i showed the last time you have faith say i have faith 
Romans 12, 3. We all have the measure of faith. It's called the God kind of faith. We all have it. Every child of God has it. If you are born again, you have faith. Say, I have faith. You are not saying it nicely enough. Yeah. You have, so never think you don't have faith. You have faith. God gave it to you as a gift. Without that, you can't even be born again. If you are born again, you should know that you have faith. Because you need faith to be able to believe in Jesus Christ. Everything about Jesus, you see, you believe unto salvation. Isn't it? You believe unto righteousness and you confess unto salvation. That is faith. If you read in 2 Corinthians chapter 4, verse 13. Look at 2 Corinthians 4, 13. We'll come back to all these things. 2 Corinthians 4, 13. We have in the same spirit of faith, according as it is written, I believed and therefore have I spoken. We also believe and therefore speak. There's a spirit of faith. Say the spirit of faith. How does it work? Believing and speaking. And this, this is, a, is a foundation for our, our, our salvation. If you read in Romans chapter 10, verse 9 and 10. Look at Romans 10, 9 and 10. That if thou shalt, let's read from verse 8, so that we understand him some more, okay? But what saith it? The word is nine thee, even in thy mouth and in thy heart. That is the word of faith which we preach. That if thou shalt confess with thy mouth the Lord Jesus, and shalt believe in thine heart that God has raised him from the dead, thou shalt be saved. So how are you saved? You are saved by believing with your heart and confessing with your mouth. Is that not the spirit of faith? Next verse. For with the heart man believeth unto righteousness, and with the mark confession is made unto salvation. So you cannot have salvation without faith. And the faith you required for your salvation was given to you by God. I showed it to you. He gives you repentance. Hmm? Acts chapter 5, verse 30. Look at Acts 5, 30, 31. For God, the God of our fathers raised up Jesus, whom he slew and hanged on a tree. Him has God exalted with his right hand to be a prince and a savior. Then it says, for to give repentance to Israel and forgiveness of sins. He gives you repentance. He gives you the ability to change your mind. Repentance means change of mind. Do you understand? Metanoia. It means change of mind. Without him, you cannot change your mind. So he gives you repentance. He gives you the ability to repent, to change. <laughs> and without faith, you can't change. So he gives it to you. It's, it's part of the package. Romans chapter 3, verse 20, 21 and 22. Therefore, by the deeds of the law, there shall no flesh be justified in his sight. For by the law is the knowledge of sin. Next verse. But now, the righteousness of God without the law is manifested, being witnessed by the law and the prophets. Even the righteousness of God, which is by faith of Jesus Christ, upon all them that believe, for there's no difference. He says, the righteousness of God comes to you by faith of Jesus Christ. When you believe in, when you have faith through Jesus Christ or in Jesus Christ, you receive the righteousness of God. Are you seeing it? And He gives you that faith. That's why He says in Romans two of three. Hmm? Look at Romans 12, 3. For I say to the grace given unto me, to every man that is among you, not to think of himself more highly than he ought to think, but to think soberly, according as God has dealt to every man the measure of faith. According as God has dealt to every man the measure of faith. It is God who dealt to every man the measure of faith. He gave it to us. So the Lord has given you faith. You have faith. Say, I have faith. 
Say it like you mean it. Have faith. So, so what Jesus was saying to the Jews in, 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 uh, during his time when he was alive, he would say things like, if you had faith like a grain of master seed in Matthew chapter 17 you see it there if you had faith like a grain of master seed you'd have said to this mountain be thou removed and be thou cast into the sea and it shall it shall go he was talking to people who were not born again but now that you're born again that scripture does not apply to you you have faith you can say to the grain of to the mountain be thou removed and be thou cast into the sea and it shall obey you why you are born again hallelujah, hallelujah. for by grace are you saved how through faith Ephesians 2, verse 8. For by grace are you saved. Verse 8. Ephesians 2, 8. For by grace. Have you seen it? For by grace are you saved. Through faith. How are you saved? How are you saved? How are you saved? Are you saved? So how do you get saved? So do you have faith? See, I have faith. I have the God kind of faith. Say it like you mean it. Ask anybody, are you sure you know you have the God kind of faith? You have it. You have it. You see, and the more you hear the word of God, the more faith comes to you, the stronger it gets. Do you see? When you hear the word, it comes to strengthen you, strengthens your faith, strengthens you in faith. If you, want, if you want more faith, what do you do? Expose yourself to the word of God. How many of you want more faith? Go to podcast. That's all. That's all. And it's not just any message. Romans chapter, chapter 10 verse 17 once again. Now faith cometh by hearing and hearing. So then faith cometh by hearing and hearing by the word of God. Have you seen it? Huh. That's combination of that word of God. Okay? It's actually the word of Christ. If you read in, the, if you look at the Greek words, you see it. God is supposed to be theos. In this particular place, it is theos. The Amplified. Aha. Uh-huh. Look at Amplified. It says, so faith comes by hearing what is told. And what is heard comes by the preaching of the message that came from the lips of Christ. The Messiah himself. Have you seen it? That, that is actually the Greek rendering. Huh. So he's talking about where's that... What, the word that brings you faith is a word that talks about Jesus. It's not just anything. I don't know if you get it. Where's that bring you understanding concerning what Jesus has done on the cross of Calvary for you? That's what brings you faith. Okay? So it's not just anything. It's not just exposing your ears to anything. But exposing your ears to the word of Christ. To the word of God that lets you know about Jesus Christ. You can be born again and not know about Jesus. There are so many people who don't know about Jesus. But he wants you to hear about christ the more you hear about christ the more your faith is strengthened hallelujah say i have faith that means you can do all things right you can remove mountains you can remove mountains but there are two kinds of faith and you every believer has to make a choice which one he or she would express at any given point in time because you have these two two faith you have these two <laughs> the first one is sense knowledge faith 
sense knowledge faith sense s-e-n-s-e sense knowledge sense knowledge what are the senses that we have sight right four of your senses or five of your senses are in your head isn't it all five there are five human senses that we have and all of them are found in our head only one is found in our body the sense of sight is in the head the sense of smell is in the head the sense of taste is in the head the sense of hearing is in the head and the sense of touch is in the head and in the body so when you marry somebody what it means is that if you are leading a, a, a young man what you are saying is that i'm making this young man my head what it means is that he is going to feel for me he's going to hear for me he's going to speak on my behalf, behalf or taste for me he's going to he's going to what smell for me he's going to see for me that's what you are saying so you don't just make anybody your head if the person does not love jesus christ you will see you will know so make sure whoever it is you are submitting to is submitted to the lord or else waboka what's the english word for waboka you have made a loss or you have boka hallelujah two kinds of faith right sense knowledge say sense knowledge sense knowledge now these two faith and then the second one is the god kind of faith the god kind of faith these two faiths come as a result of two truths truth is the substance for faith okay say truth is a substance of faith and faith is the substance of things so far isn't it uh-huh. but truth is the substance that is the basis for our faith okay there's sense knowledge truth and there's word knowledge truth or god knowledge truth jesus said i am the way i am the truth i am the life isn't it john chapter 14 verse 6 look at john 14 6 yes jesus said unto him i am the way the truth and the life no man cometh unto me unto the father but by me so jesus is the truth what kind of truth is that the god kind of truth jesus said the truth shall you shall know the truth and the truth shall what shall set you free you shall know that you what truth is that you shall know the god kind of truth okay what god says is true elijah said who has believed our report who has believed our report hmm. god is true he says let god be true and all men liars so what the word of god says is truth isn't it do you agree that what the word of god says is truth it is truth it is reality however what happens around us too is truth for instance if you are feeling a headache is it true that you are feeling a headache you know the kind of headache you are feeling there are different types of headaches there's a half head type (laughs) 
Migraine. Have you had migraine before? Have you experienced migraine in your life before? Yeah. Those who have experienced it know. You can have certain points of your head. Really. You can't say it is not, you are not feeling it. You are feeling it. Or? If you're having tummy upset, how many of you have ever had Ransto before? Ransto? You cannot say that you are not having the Ransto. You are having the Ransto. Your senses will let you know that you are having Ransto. Your stomach will show you that you are having Ransto. So it is also another kind of truth. It is in the world, it is, it is there. It's sense knowledge is there. What do you think? Now, both of these truths minister unto us a certain kind of faith. And we make a choice as to which one will walk in. So you make a choice as to whether you allow your life to go according to what the reality of this world says or according to what the reality of God says. And that's a choice we are always faced with as Christians. We actually live in two worlds. We live in the realm of the spirit and we live in this world. You cannot doubt that. Is it true? Hallelujah. Now, let's look at an example of sense, knowledge, faith in the Bible. Classic example. John chapter 20. John chapter 20. Let's read it from verse 24. He says, But Thomas, one of the twelve, called Didymus, was not with them when Jesus came. Now, Jesus had died, okay, and Thomas had seen Jesus die. He saw Jesus crucified. He saw him pierced on the side. He saw blood and water gush out. And he saw the man breathe his last breath. He saw the man wrapped up in, in grave clothes and placed behind in a tomb. And he saw a great stone rolled over the tomb. He saw everything with his eyes. He saw it. After three days, Jesus rose again and came to the disciples and met them and spoke to them. So if you read the verses before, you see Jesus conversing with the disciples. But Thomas was not there. We don't know. Maybe he was going to buy ice cream cane, so he couldn't be around. But he was not around. If you read from verse 21, he says, Then said Jesus to them again, Peace be unto you. As my father has sent me, even so said I unto you. Next verse. And when he has said this, he breathed on them and, and said unto them, Receive the Holy Ghost. Thomas was not there. Are you seeing it? Next verse. Whosoever sins you remit, they are remitted unto them. And whosoever sins you retain, they are retained. But Thomas, one of the twelve, called Didymus, was not with them when Jesus came. So, when he came, they reported to him. Next verse, verse 25. The other disciples therefore said unto him, We have seen the Lord. But he said, Except I shall see his hands... In his hands, rather, except I shall see in his hands the print of the nails. If I don't see, I saw them crucify him. If I don't see that, if I don't see him with the print of his nails inside and put my finger in into the print of his nails, I should be able to feel with my hand the print of the nails in his, in his, in his hands. I must be able to feel it. You see, so Thomas was talking, but then he's talking sense right he's talking about seeing with my eyes feeling with my hands if i can't feel it then he says 
and thrust my hand into his side, I will not believe. So sense, knowledge, faith is called seeing is believing. All those who function with seeing is believing are walking by a certain type of faith. It's called sense, knowledge, faith. SK. Sense, knowledge, faith. If you don't see it with your eyes, I'm not going to believe them. If I don't feel it, if, if I don't see, if I don't feel, if I don't hear it, if I, if I can't touch it, if I can't, it's, it's, not, it's not true. I won't believe it. When I see the money in my account, then I'll believe it. But if I don't see the money in my account, I'll not believe it. When I see that I have gotten well, when I, see, when I feel that the headache is gone, then I'll believe it. You are functioning by a certain type of faith, but it is faith that is based on sense truth and hence sense knowledge. Please do you understand what I'm saying? Unless I see the due sign, the contract signed, and I see that they have handed over the contract to me, I will not believe that this contract can be mine. Are you seeing what I'm talking about? Yes. Except I see the x-ray showing me that that cancer is gone, I will not believe that that cancer is gone. If I don't see it with my eyes, I will not believe that it's gone. Uh, S-A-S-K. Sense, knowledge, faith. Yes. And all of us have it. And all of us have a choice to go along that line. You can decide that if, if I, if, unless I'm seeing it and I'm hearing it and I'm feeling it and I'm touching it and I'm tasting it, it's not real. Unless I get that call from that job and they tell me in my ears, congratulations, you have the job. We are going to pay you $12,000 every month. Unless I hear that, I will not believe. That's, it's, called, it's also called Thomas' kind of faith. And as a child of God, you can decide to go like this. How many of you know what I'm talking about? Yeah, you are functioning by. Oh, Charlie, I don't have money. Why do you say you don't have money? Because I don't see anything in my, in my account. There's nothing in my account. Charlie, boy, it's red, though. Boy, it's red. How do you say that in English? We are sleeping on red. <laughs> we are on red. There's no money. Why are you saying there's no money? Because your senses are, are telling you that there's evidence, physical evidence, that the thing is not there. You are not lying. You are telling the truth. But what kind of truth is it? You are telling the truth that is by your senses. So it's also a truth. That's why it is by your senses. And by physical evidence. Hey! Thomas. See, I refuse to be like Thomas. Unless I see it. And feel it. And taste it. And hear it. I will not believe Unless I see the young man put the ring on my finger. I'm not going to believe that I can be married. Unless I see the doctors tell me that I have conceived. I will not believe that I have a child. Unless I see, uh, uh, what's it called? Uh, An ultrasound. Okay. Of the evidence that I have a child. I will not believe. 
Let's go and check so that we can know. So all such people have difficulty when there's a problem with anything related to the senses. When there's a problem with the ovaries or a womb or something, it's finished. Their hopes are dashed. It's finished. But the other one, the other kind of faith functions this way. Do you want to know how it functions? <laughs> it functions by the truth of God's word. Has God said it? Has God said it? If God has said it, I believe it, and that settles it. I don't care whether I see it or do not see it. What God has said is true. Therefore, let all men, including myself, be liars. Do you understand? Second yeah. Corinthians 5, verse 7. Look at Second Corinthians 5, 7. Now we walk by faith and not by sight. Sight is a, sense, is a sensory perception. Hmm? For we walk by faith, not by sight. So you can, you can say we walk by faith and not by our sensory perceptions. Not by what our senses are telling us. So the God kind of faith speaks on this wise. Even though I feel it, I feel the pain. But the Bible says, the word of God says that by his stripes I was healed. So yes, I'm feeling the pain. Listen, we always feel one kind of pain or the other. But if you follow your feeling, eh, you will find a sickness. They say in their kind language, when you open, open the the eyes of a, of a cadaver, of a dead body, you will see a ghost. All those of you who are into, hey, I'm feeling this, I have to check it up. Hey, I'm feeling that, I have to check it up. Hey, I'm feeling that, I have to take this drug for it. Hey, I'm feeling that. You'll be surprised. That one day you look, ah, and then you go and find some cancer sitting somewhere and saying, hello, welcome. We'll have a very nice time till you die, okay? Yeah. Small thing, uh, hey, I need to take some drugs for. What happened to the communion? Hey. Yeah, it's the communion for picnic. <laughs> wow. For like two weeks, I was feeling a pain in my chest, in my, around my heart area. Just this past two weeks. Feeling it. I was putting my feet to work. Be healed in Jesus' name. By his stripes, I was healed. Be healed. Have you made my son pray for me? Yeah. And I was like, pray for my heart. My heart is spinning me. Then pray, Father, heal that his heart in Jesus' name. Amen. And amazing, he left, he left for about 24 hours. His faith worked for me for about 24 hours. After 24 hours, he came. <laughs> hey, listen, nobody can have faith for you. You need to have your own faith. I told you the last time. Nobody can. You, so you need to understand what it is. And you need to know how to make it work. Okay? Mm. That faith says, I have not seen it with my physical eyes. I am not feeling it. I can't touch it. I can't hear it with my physical ears, my tympanic membrane, and all of that. I'm not hearing it with my physical, physical ears. I can't touch it with my hands. I can't taste it. I can't see it with my eyes. I can't feel it. But because God said it, and God's word is reality and truth. I believe in what God has said. 
And because I believe what God has said, that is my reality. So I stand by to see God's word come to pass in my life, physically speaking. So I have it. I have the change I'm supposed to have. I am rich. Not because I have physical evidence of money sitting anywhere. There's no physical evidence anywhere. But what God has God said, 2 Corinthians chapter 8, verse 9, For you know the grace of our Lord and Savior Jesus Christ, that though he was rich, yet for your sakes he became poor, so that you through his poverty might be rich. So as far as God is concerned, he has made you rich. How? Why? Because of Jesus and what he did. So, I'm rich. I don't have $100,000 sitting in my account. I don't have $1 million sitting in my account. But when I need it to, to come in my life, it will come in my life. Anna, what do you think about what I'm saying? Is it powerful? Yeah. For you know the grace of our Lord Jesus Christ. That though you are... So your, your evidence, your truth is what God has said. This, this is what Jesus has said. This is what God has said. This is, this is it's also a truth. It is also a truth. Yeah. Even though you can't see it physically. You can't touch it with your hands. But it is a truth. It is there. It is there. God has said it. I believe it. That settles it. So Jesus demonstrates this kind of faith for us in Mark. Mark chapter 11. Can I show it to you? Mark chapter 11. Mark. It's Mark in the Bible. Mark chapter 11. Let's read from verse 12. Mark eleven twelve. So I'm going to show you how this one works. Okay. You do you know how the first, do you understand how the first one works? If I see it, I'll believe it. Ah. If I see it, I'll believe it. Let, let's see what Jesus. Let's see what Jesus said to Thomas when he came came back again. Next, so go back to that place. John chapter twenty. What we're reading. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. See, I'm walking by faith. <laughs> And not by sight. Not by what I see or hear. But by what God has said. Yeah. What God has said. What has the Lord said? I believe it. And I don't care how long it takes. I'll stand by to see God's word show forth physically. And after eight days. So after he has said that. After eight days. Again, the disciples were within. And Thomas with them. This time around, Thomas was there. Then came Jesus, the doors being shut, and stood in the midst and said, Peace be unto you. Then said he to Thomas. The first thing he said was to Thomas. Reach hither thy finger and behold my hands. And reach hither thy hand and thrust it into my side. And be not faithless, but believing. So, actually, the first kind of faith, which is a self-knowledge kind of faith, is actually faithlessness with respect to God. And unbelief with respect to God. So functioning by your sight and functioning by your senses in the realm of the spirit is useless. That is functioning outside of faith. The God kind of faith. Please, you understand? Yeah. Do you know Can you imagine Jesus was hearing him as he spoke and said that? Jesus heard him. Because he was there with them. But showed up physically after eight days and said, No, don't worry. Trust. Do it. Put your finger wherever you wanted to put, put it. Look at Thomas's response. And Thomas answered and said unto him, My Lord and my God. Now I be, in other words, now I believe. 
And Jesus said, Jesus said unto him, Thomas, because thou hast seen me, thou hast believed. Blessed are they that have not seen and yet have believed. Blessed are they that have not seen and yet have believed. Blessed. So you are blessed. You have you seen Jesus before? Have you seen Jesus before? You are blessed. Do you believe in him? You are blessed. The word blessed is makarios. That's the word blessed. The word blessed there is makarios. Bishop Doug uses a lot. Makarios. And it, it means to be blessed beyond measure. To be abundantly supplied for. Just by not seeing and yet believing, he says, you are blessed. You are blessed. So I'm seeing some blessed people. You see? So you may not see any physical blessing in your life. But the Bible says that blessed are they which have not seen and yet have believed. And I, I have believed even though I have not seen. Therefore, I'm blessed. So nobody can say, you are not blessed at all. I am blessed. Don't use your physical evidence to say, hey, we don't know this church that we are even in. This Jesus that they say we should believe. We have believed that. We have believed that we are not seeing anything. We are not. No, don't talk like that. You are using physical evidences. You are using physical things to decide, to decide on your life. No, don't do that. Use the word of God. Use the word of God. What has God said? What has God said? So go back to Mark chapter 11. Verse 12, right? Mark 11. From verse 12. It says, And on the morrow, when they were come from Bethany, he was hungry. Jesus was hungry. And seeing a fig tree afar off, having leaves, he came, if happily, he might find anything thereon. And when he came to it, he found nothing but leaves. For the time of fig was not yet. So he came, he saw leaves, only leaves. Now, when he saw the leaves, the, the, the fig tree was deceiving Jesus. You see, if it is not time for figs to produce fruits, they don't bring fig leaves. Do you get it? Now, fig, fig, the fig tree is a representation of the works of man. If you read in Genesis chapter 3, you see that when Adam and Eve sinned, the, what they took to cover themselves were fig leaves. They were using their own works, their own hands to cover themselves. When God came, he killed an animal and used the covering, the skin of the animal, to cover them instead of fig leaves. So fig leaves represents the work of man. So Jesus came to come and curse the work of man. It wasn't just about the tree. It went beyond that. It had to do with cursing. The work of man is cursed. That's why the Bible says that curse is any man that makes flesh his arm. Eh? When you make human beings your, 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 your support, you use an ankle as your support. Your ankle in America is the one who, like, because he's there, you are very excited. You have hope in life. Hey! He will sort me out. He will make sure I'm fine. God doesn't want that. He says, curse the any man. That's Jeremiah chapter 17, verse 5. Look at Jeremiah 17, verse 5. That's the Lord. Cursed be the man that trusted in man. The one who trusts in man is cursed and makes flesh his arm and whose heart departed from the Lord. If you make human beings your supply and your reason for existence, like because this one and this one and this one is there, it means that I'll be fine. You have made a mistake. You are cursed. I'm not the one saying it. 
So the works of man is, is, is a problem. Without the shedding of blood, there's no forgiveness of sins. Adam and Eve are sinned, and they needed blood to be shed on their behalf. But they took fig leaves to cover them. So they were using their own works to try and please God. You can't. So when Jesus came and he saw the fig tree, and the fig tree putting up fig leaves without fruits, he got angry and cursed it. Why? Because that represented the works of man. Man has some flamboyance and some whatever, you know, like evidence of prosperity. But when you go deeper, you realize that he's actually poor. He's actually living on loans. Everything is loan. <laughs> yeah. And Jesus answered. So Jesus answered to the fig tree. Meaning that the fig tree was talking to him. Ah, he answered. Do you just answer when you have not been spoken to? You answer after you have been spoken to. Did you get it? What was the fig tree saying to Jesus? No fruits. I am, I'm, I'm pretending. I'm trying to deceive you. And Jesus answered and said to her, No man eats fruit of thee hereafter forever. And the disciples heard it. So Jesus didn't say it in his head. He said it openly. He says, No man will eat fruit of you from, from henceforth. You are barren. And he left. Hmm? If you understand what I'm sharing with you, eh, you will not be a victim in life. You'll be a victor in life. You'll be able to answer to the situations that come your, your way. The things that come to destroy you, to deceive you, to take you off and end your life. You will be able to stand up. You will be able to answer and say, Hallelujah. Hallelujah. You are not made to be a victim. Tell me, I'm not made to be a victim. I'm made to be a victor. The Bible says that we are more than conquerors through him that loved us. That's what the Bible says. So we are not the ones who are victimized. You can't be victimized by the country, by, by, by the economy of the country. If you are not careful, the economy will say things to you and you will not be able to answer. It will say to you, if you don't know anybody in government, you cannot prosper. Am I preaching to you? Yeah. The economy will say to you, fuel prices are increasing. It is time to tighten your belt. Did you see the price this morning? It's now 6.25 or so. Yeah, they've increased it without telling anybody. Surprise. Yeah, so you also want to tighten your belt. If you are buying tomatoes, 10 CDs, and we're giving you five, now they're giving you four. So it's like you have to reduce your standard of living. To, but the, the world will inform you how you should live your life. <laughs> you become a victim of the system. Decide not to be a victim of the system. Yeah. Some sickness will just pop inside your body to just... And it will be talking to you. Now that the sickness has come, you'll be taking drugs for the rest of your life. But you should be able, you should answer and say, like Jesus answered and said. Jesus spoke to the fig tree and said, listen, you are not going to, you, are not, you can't deceive me. You can't tell me how my life should be. You are cursed. Wow. Next verse. Verse 15. And they came to Jerusalem, and Jesus went to the temple, blah, blah, blah. Now, I want you to jump down. Go to verse 20 now. Verse 20. And in the morning, as they passed by, they saw the fig tree dried up from the roots. Can you imagine? The fig tree was dried up from the roots the following morning. Next verse. And Peter, calling to remembrance, said unto him, Master, behold, the fig tree which thou cursed is withered away. And Jesus answered unto them, 
faith in God. That was Jesus' response. Have faith in God. Now, the word faith in God can be rendered this way. The actual, the Greek is like this. Have the God kind of faith. Have the God kind of faith. Okay? Now, how does a God kind of faith work? Next verse. For verily I say unto you that whosoever shall say unto this mountain, be that removed and be that cast into the sea, and shall not doubt in his heart, but shall believe that those things which he saith shall come to pass, he shall have whatsoever he saith. He says, if you have the God kind of faith, you shall say to this mountain, be that removed. The God kind of faith talks. It does what? It talks. It speaks to mountains and to problems. It doesn't say, hmm. Hmm. Have you seen someone thinking before? Hmm. Carrying the word in his hands. Hmm. Your problems are beating the person. You think uh, it's not going anywhere. Hmm. Would you see that? You think it doesn't get anywhere, so hmm. Hmm. Hey. Some cancer can just hit your body. It's like your life has ended. Hmm. Your life will flash before you. Hmm. Am I going to die? If you sense knowledge faith, you will die. Successfully. <laughs> but if you use a God kind of faith, something can happen. It says, For who, verily I say unto that whosoever shall say unto this mountain, be thou removed and be thou cast into the sea. And amazingly, you have this God kind of faith. Oh. So the faith you have, no eh? this it works. That's what he's, he's trying. He says, it works. Your faith can work. Your faith can give you results. Believe that you have it. And then start expressing it. How? Talk. Do you understand? Talk to the challenges. Believe that things can be different. See yourself different. So, one of the, one of the uh, first people who express this God kind of faith is Abraham. Hallelujah. Say Abraham. And Abraham gives us a very powerful example of how this faith works. Okay? If you read in Galatians, Galatians chapter 3, Galatians 3, verse 5. He therefore that ministered to you the Spirit and worketh miracles among you, doeth he it by the works of the law or by the hearing of faith? Says the one who is doing miracles amongst you, is he doing it by the works of the law or is he doing it by the hearing of faith? Of course, he does it by the hearing of faith. Even as Abraham believed God, and it was counted to him for righteousness. Know ye therefore that they which are of faith, the same are the children of Abraham. Have you seen it? He says, Know ye therefore that they which are of faith, the same are the children of Abraham. Next verse. And the scripture saith, for, and the scripture, foreseeing that God would justify the hidden through faith, preached before the gospel unto Abraham, saying, In thee shall all nations be blessed. Next verse. So then they which be of faith are blessed with faithful Abraham. So, he says, all those of us who are of faith, who are the God kind of faith, are blessed with faithful Abraham. In other words, the faith we have is just like the faith that Abraham had. Do you see? Abraham was spoken to at a time when he didn't have a child. He was told that in this child, all the families of the earth be blessed. Yet, he didn't have a son. He didn't have a child. He didn't have a daughter. He didn't have a son. He had none. 
and he was i told you the last time he was 65 when god spoke to him but he responded at 75 because of his father terror terror means delay isn't it and so his father delayed him for 10 years don't make sure nobody's delaying you in your life one of the things that most preachers or christians think is that there's more time there's no you don't have more time you can check out at any time check your neighbor's expiry dates and see if you can find it can you find your neighbor's expiry date it's not written on anybody but you never know when you are going to fall and go do you see so whatever god has given to you to do do quickly don't say there's more time do what start doing something for the lord now about four years ago one of our elders he's the only person who has died since we started the church it's been 10 years he died just like that he was going to kumasi had a car accident and died we couldn't find his body for five days yes he just died young guy he was just 24 25 25 yeah 25 but before he died he he did something for the lord he worked for the lord with his life he got one of our churches a new venue before the day before he died he had gotten a new venue for the church found one for the church and had prayed all night for his sheep he was praying for his sheep all night hey the following day he died can you imagine so don't say oh pastor i'm too young you are too young do something oh pastor i'm too old you are too old do something for the lord. you don't know when you're going to be there and it's only your labor for the lord that will follow you don't let someone around do something to you that will prevent you from doing what god wants you to do for him i'm not happy because this person did this and did that to me i'm not happy because i'm not appreciated much we don't have to appreciate you you are doing it for the lord nobody may be seeing you but the lord is seeing you do it for him do you understand you don't need us to say thank you if we if we are not able to say thank you it doesn't mean that it is finished no hallelujah. hallelujah so how did abraham's faith work romans chapter 4 let's read from verse 17 16 let's read from 16 hallelujah are you learning anything so faith is standing by god's word hmm? stand by god's word what god has said basically no matter what i'm seeing feeling hearing hey this thing that you are doing are you sure it will work if not going to see the doctor if not going to see the doctor this one is surgery <laughs> this one is surgery it doesn't need it needs immediate <laughs> pastor has experience so he says immediately i know what he's talking about it needs immediate surgery this one if you don't go for them to cut it out you will die hey. sense knowledge truth it's true naturally speaking when they check it is there the x-ray is saying it is there the doctors are saying it is there. Everybody is saying it is there. But Jesus says that by, by my stripes you were healed. Second Corinthians chapter 4. Keep your finger here. Go to verse 17. Second Corinthians 4 17. 
for our light affliction, which is but for a moment. He says, your affliction is light. Do you understand what I'm saying? Whatever you can feel has been made light by Jesus Christ. For our light affliction is but for a moment. Which is by for a moment. Worketh for us a far more exceeding and eternal weight of glory. While we look not at the things which are seen, but at the things which are not seen. For the things which are seen are temporal, but the things which are not seen are eternal. While we look not at the things which are seen. Says, don't look at the things that are seen. Look at the things that are unseen. We didn't have money for this thing. There are a lot of things we didn't have money for that we have done. There was no money for it, but it has been done. If you look at your coffers, your bank, and your savings, how can you be living your life according to your savings? You can't really, listen, you can't really save your, your way into prosperity. By the time you have a certain amount of money, you are ready to die. And you're, unless you are doing it for your children. But if you are doing it for yourself, it may not work. Just imagine if you are being paid 10,000 cities. And you decide to save 3,000 cities every month. One year is 36,000. I tell you, 36,000 will not buy a land here. Oh, oh, no. oh, no. Definitely. Here. One plot of land here is around 150, 170,000. Do you understand what I'm saying? Okay, so let's say it's 150,000 or 120,000. 120,000. How many years do you need to be able to buy one plot? That's 6,000 times how much do you need? Four years. So you need four years. Now, remember, the land price will not stay where, you, where it is for you to be able to finish saving. Two, year, two years ago, it was about 70,000. About two years ago, it was about 70,000. Now it's 120. So you should know that it is not going to stay at 120 in four years' time. In four years' time, you should, you should be looking at what? 200,000. 200, what do you think? So by the time you get to 120, it's not enough. <laughs> it is not enough. You who is wanting to live by what you can see and what you can feel and what you can save and what you can do, you will be surprised. You let's say the price stays at 120, so you're able to buy it in four years' time. Assuming. How much do you, he's a contractor, how much do you need to be able to build a three-bedroom house, standard three-bedroom house, normal standard, not splash? Low, reduce everything. How much? 350 to 400. 350 to 400,000 Ghana cities. So let's check with your 3,600. You see, the reason why you are saving 3,000 is because you need the 7,000 to manage yourself in, this, in, in your current life. Because you'll be surprised that you have three children and you are paying school fees. And you have a wife or a husband or whatever it is. And mind you, very few people in this country earn 10,000 Ghana cities. Very, very few. Maybe 2% of 2%. I'm not joking with you. I speak the truth, I lie not. My conscience bear me witness. I've been alive for some time. And I know what I'm talking about. Dr. Dennis, are you paid 10,000 cities? You see, he said, no, he has gone to school for seven years. Seven years. It's not paid seven thousand. It's not. You're not paid ten thousand. Wow. Who then can be saved? You must become a politician. Oh, all of us are going. We are going to be politicians. Wow. 
to take you about nine to ten years to be able to, be able to build with a three thousand six hundred to build a small everything basic no nothing fancy everything basic type of house if you don't finish the house yet if not you don't have tv you don't have if you ask our parents they will tell you that this is not by might it is not by power to be able to put up a house another day am lying it's not it's not it's not by strength though. you need an extra power an extra force you need the force of faith for some things to happen around you that you don't calculate. It cannot be calculated. Something extra coming from somewhere. Some door opening somewhere. Something must happen. And you must have faith for it. You must believe that something like that can happen for you. Why can't someone buy you a house? That's never crossed your mind. Someone can buy you a house. Yeah. But you need to start believing God with small things. With your tight. Hey! Did your face change or your face didn't change? Yeah, right. It's by faith. Giving God 10%. And believing that the 90 will be more than enough. And that God will open you a window. And pour out upon you blessings of rain. As you give your offerings. You pour blessings upon those offerings and cause some doors to open around you for something extra to come from somewhere. You see, if you don't believe in the word of God, eh, you function only by your sight. This is what I have, this is what only by budget. You just budget. It's finished. Wow. Am I preaching to you? I'm not preaching to you. Do you like my message? Something can happen around you. Something. He will let men line up and bless you. It's, 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 it's scriptural. It is scriptural. It says, given shall be given unto you. Good measure. Pressed down. Shaking together. Running over. Shall I cause men to add? It's not salary. This is not salary. He didn't say, shall I cause your employer to give to you? No. Your boss to give. No. This, this one is not boss. So these are the things we do outside of our bosses and our work. So that we can have extra camp. Because you need extra. You need, you need extra. Clearly you need extra. Without faith, you can't do anything for God. It's not possible. There's nothing you can do for the Lord. Because you'll be preserving your life so much that before you realize you've not done anything for the house of the Lord, you've not done anything for the kingdom of God, and you are dead. Sacrifice will be bombed out of your mind. While we look not at the things which are seen. That's how it works. The things which are not seen. I can't see it with my eyes. Amplified. Let's read the Amplified. The freshest couple is in town, so you must allow them to talk. You are looking very nice. Hey, Osofo. You are recreated. Even your hairstyle has changed from yesterday. Look at it. It says, since we consider and look not to the things that are seen, but to the things that are unseen, for the things that are visible and are, are temporal, brief, and fleeting. But the things that are invisible are deathless and everlasting. Invisible. So faith, this is how faith works. Faith works by you standing by. So Hebrews chapter 11 verse 1 explains how faith works. Faith is standing by the word of God to see the manifestation of what God has said concerning you. Or concerning whichever situation it is. And not shaking in respect of what comes. Not shaking with time. 
not shaking with what people say, not shaking with what shows up with time. Do, do you understand what I'm saying? Yeah. Now, faith is a substance. The word substance is hypostasis. That's a Greek word. It means standing by. It's like holding on to a tree or holding on to something and standing by it. You hold on to the word and stand by the word. That's basically what faith is. Standing by the word until you see the, what you are hoping for show forth physically. The evidence of things not seen. So physical, uh, sense knowledge faith will say, um, when I have it, I, 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 I believe it. When I have it, then I have it. But God, the God kind of faith will say, I have it even though I am not seeing it physically. I have it. Sense knowledge faith will say, I'll be healed. Uh, I'm healed when I, when I feel I'm healed. But the God kind of faith will say, I am healed because God's word says I am healed. Does it make sense? Uh-huh. I can do it. Sense knowledge will say, I can do it because now I have all the help I need. I now have this man and this one and I have a degree here. I have this one. I have, so now I can do this. But faith... Or God, the God kind of faith will say, I can do all things through Christ which strengthens me. Because Christ is in me, I'm strengthened to do what I need to do. I don't need a degree. I don't need whatever to be able to do anything. So long as I have the Lord. Now, I didn't say don't go for a degree. Go for it. Okay? I have two. Go for it. You'll be blessed. Hallelujah. Now, faith is the assurance, the confirmation, the title deed. So it's an evidence. Yes, that you have it, even though it is not seen. It's not seen with the physical eye. I have it. I have it. When we were, the church was just 10 people. I was saying, we'll be thousands of people in the church. I'll be saying, we have branches, we are going to have branches, even though I still say it. And I'm still saying it. Yeah. We're going to have branches everywhere in the, in the country. And I'm going to have branches everywhere in the world. You see, there's no physical evidence of it. But I believe it. Because God has said it to me. And that settles it for me. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. And that was what Abraham did. Abraham was told by God that you will have a child. And the Bible says he believed God. Because he believed God, he stood by God's promise. God changed his name from assumed father to father of many nations. And he started calling himself father of many nations. When anybody called him Abraham, he said, hey, my friend, that's not my name. I'm not an assumed father. I'm the father of many nations. Ah, where are your sons? Don't worry. I'm the father of many nations. Who told you I'm the father of many nations? God told me I'm the father of nations. Many nations. And I believe it. That's it. That's it. Hey, sir. Hmm. As for these people who have come there, everything they'll be saying that they are father of many nations, but we are not seeing anything. Let them see what they want to see. Let them see what they want to see. What God has said is what we believe. So go back to Romans, Romans chapter 4. Therefore it is of faith that it might be by grace, to the end that the promise might be sure to all the seed, not to that only which is of, of the law, but to that also which is of the faith of Abraham. Then it says, who is the father of us all? Now look at what he did. Next verse. As it is written, this is what God told him. I have made thee a father of many nations. Before him whom he believed, even God who quickened the dead. So Abraham, these are the things Abraham taught about God. He taught that God quickens the dead. He gives life to the dead. Do you understand that? I mean, you can't, nobody can just give life to the dead just like that. 
But God, he knew that God could do that. He says, before whom, whom he believed, even God who quickened the dead, and collect those things which be not, those things that are not there, as though they were. God calls those things which are not there, which are not there physically speaking, he talks about them as though they were. When God saw darkness, he said, let there be light. He told the darkness to produce light. Every darkness around you must produce light. You must speak to every darkness around you to produce light. You are seeing darkness. There's no hope of light. There's no hope of anything. What you are seeing is darkness. But then you speak light. Light must come out. And that is a God kind of faith. And light will come out. Are you in the church? Next verse. He says, who against hope believed in hope? Abraham against the hope of having his wife give birth. Of having his body renewed. Okay, he says he believed against that hope because there was no hope that they were going to have a child. Because as the years went by, the more the years were, I mean, the older you get, the slimmer your chance of having children, isn't it? Naturally speaking, that is sense, knowledge, truth. Or you can't have children at a certain age. You can't have children when you are, you are on menopause. Because naturally speaking, there must be an egg released. Menses must be working for a seed to come. What if there's no menses? What if there's no menses? What are you going to do? There's no menses, so it's finished. That is physical evidence. But the word of God evidence is the word of what has God said. He says, let the younger women marry and give birth. That's what the Bible says. Marry and give birth. Did he say marry when your cycle is working and everything is fine, then you can give birth? No. One of our pastors called and said she had is it OCD? What is it? Poly P O Do you remember? Polycystic ovarian POS. POS. Polycystic what? Ovarian cysts. Syndrome. Meaning that you can't have, like, there will be problems. It's difficult. Then we told her, ah, this is what the word of God has said. This is what the hospital is also saying. Which one do you believe? She decided I'll believe in the word. A month later she was pregnant, right? Like two months. Two months later. She was pregnant. She has a baby now. So if you depend on what is being said by the doctor, you may go for a long time. We are not saying what the doctor is saying is wrong or is bad. He's, that is the truth he's functioning by. Isn't it? He has seen what he has seen. It is the truth. Hallelujah. But what kind of truth is it? That's the question. What kind of truth is it? So Abraham had the natural truth that you can think. I mean, naturally speaking, but against hope, against the hope of his wife giving birth, he believed in hope. <laughs> that he might become the father of many nations according to the, that which was spoken. So shall thy seed be. Next verse. And being not weak in faith. How was he not weak in faith? He considered not his own body now dead. In other words, looking away from the sense knowledge faith or the sense knowledge truth, 
was what prevented him from being weak in faith. Meaning that the more you look at sense, knowledge, reality, the weaker you are in faith. The more you look at physical evidence, the weaker you are in faith. Abraham refused to look at the physical evidence. So he says, and being not weak in faith, he considered not his own body now dead. When he was about 100 years old, neither yet the deadness of Sarah's womb. So Sarah's womb was staring at him. Dry, withered, not possible. His own body, dry, withered, not possible. He was impotent before. And he was getting older. But he refused to look at the physical evidence. That's the kind of faith we have. So it's a choice. Now it's a choice. You can decide that I will not look at the physical evidence. I'm not getting a job. I'm applying to everybody. Nothing is happening. But I have a job. Hello? I have a job. I will not remain unemployed. I will work. I will be gainfully employed. I will get my money. I will marry. I will do whatever. I will build houses. I will do. Don't look at the physical evidence. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Is it clear for you? Next verse. He says, He staggered not at the promise of God through unbelief. He did not stagger. He staggered not. Say, He staggered not. Say, I won't stagger. I won't stagger. Yeah, he did not stagger at the promise of God. He knew what God had said. God had said, I've made you a father of many nations. He kept that in his heart. I'm a father of many nations. He reminded himself, I'm a father of many nations. One year will pass by. Nothing is happening. I'm still a father of many nations. Two years will pass by. Nothing is happening. I'm still a father of many nations. Three years will pass by. Nothing is happening. I am still a father of many nations. Four years. Twenty-five years. He staggered not at what God has said. He never questioned God and said, God, you said you give me this. How come nothing has happened? I've been waiting for you. DGBG, DGBG, DGBG. God showed him the stars and said, your children will be as many as the stars. And showed him the sun and told him, your children will be as many as the sun. And he believed God. He believed God. He believed God. He staggered not at the promise of God. So he knew the word of God and did not shake. He kept to the word. He stood by the word of God. He stood by what God has said. No matter what was happening with respect to time or with respect to evidences, sense, knowledge, evidences, he stood. And that's what God is expecting us to do with respect to our faith. So you have the faith. This is how to demonstrate it. This is how to live it out. Don't let anything change your mind. And your heart sets with respect to what God has said concerning you. About everything. Every aspect of your life. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Every aspect of your life. Every aspect of your life. Look at the last thing. So he staggered not. Okay. He considered not. He staggered not. And then he was fully persuaded. And being fully persuaded that what God, he had promised, he was able to also perform. He became fully persuaded about what God had said. And nothing was going to change his persuasion. He was fully persuaded. He had made up his mind. I believe God. I have a child. I will have sons. Do you know Abraham had many sons and daughters after Sarah? Yes. Many. From 120, he had plenty other children. Yes. 
because he saw the evidence came in his body his body changed he got the body of a 25 year old yeah plenty semen and spams functional spams he didn't have any before sometimes you see your spam count is 5 million you need 50 million it's only 5 million that is there so you can't impregnate a, child, a, a woman you can't have a child what are you going to do that is what they have said it is true when they checked with their microscopes and all of that they saw five million what are you going to say god says give birth so what do you do go and give birth hallelujah go and give birth we are having a child my friend come and let's have a child Oh, you might you understand what I'm talking about. Come and let's have a child. And you'll be surprised that you'll be holding your child. Yeah. Some women behave pregnant. Start spitting all over the place. Because that's the impression, the persuasion they had. Start acting out the word. They started spitting. Wearing pregnant people's dress, maternity dress. They weren't pregnant. There was no physical evidence of a child in there. But they were behaving pregnant because of what God has said. And they had their child. Yeah. The last time was Shiloh, a 54-year-old woman who had never had a child before, gave birth. She came with a child, displaying a child. Physical sense, knowledge, faith will not get you that. You need the God kind of faith which you have. The only thing is put it to start putting it to work, start acting it out. God has said it. I believe it. That's it. Next week Sunday, I'll show you four different or five different areas with scriptures as to what God has said about them. Your health, your finances, your, 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 your product fruitfulness, that's um, fiscal fruitfulness and all of that. So that you see what God has said. So that when you're putting your faith to work, you know what God has said. Do, do you understand what I'm saying? You know that God has said this about my health. God has said this about my wealth. God has said this about my, uh, my, my fruitfulness, my physical fruitfulness. And God has said this about my being able to win souls and do, what, do his work. You have those facts so that you can have content as to what your faith, you can plug in for your faith to work. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Do you know the two kinds of faith now? What's the first one? Oh, only three people are talking. What's the first one? What's the second one? The God kind of faith. Hallelujah. The God kind of faith. The God kind of faith. See, my faith is working. I can do all things through Christ who strengthens me. I'm going forward. Sometimes there's no evidence of you going forward. But then you say to yourself, I'm going forward. I'm advancing. I'm getting better and stronger and greater by the day. In the name of the Lord Jesus. You may not have anything in your pocket, but then you say, I'm rich. I'm rich. There's no evidence of you being strong. You're feeling weak. You're feeling sick. Instead of going around announcing to everybody, these days I've not been feeling well at all. I'm feeling sick. One day God rebuked me because I was saying I'm tired, I'm tired, I'm tired. I was saying it to almost everybody. I'm tired, I'm feeling tired, I'm feeling tired. God told me, if you're tired, I'll call you back home. I said, I beg you, I will not say I'm tired. I'm strong, I'm strong, I'm strong, I'm strong, I'm strong, I'm strong. I'm strong. Say, I'm strong. I'm healthy. I live in divine health. 
all days of my life. Hallelujah. No matter what you see around you, no matter what you feel around you, yeah, sometimes you feel pain in different places, different places, challenges in your health. Don't say, I'm going to die. This thing is going to kill me. No, I'm not dying. I'm living to declare the glory of God. My body is the temple of the Holy Spirit. No sickness, has that of hell, can touch my body. Because my body is a temple of the Holy Spirit. The Holy Spirit is living inside my body. Therefore, I live in health all the days of my life. In the name of the Lord Jesus. God bless you for listening. We pray that the word of God will be rooted and grounded in your heart as you give attention to the word. Kindly follow Pastor T and Love Economy Church on all social networks for more of God's word. Don't forget to subscribe to the Pastor T podcast. Simply search for Pastor T on any podcast app, plug in and enjoy God's word. Visit our website at loveeconomychurch.org for more information. God bless.